Thank you for listening to the BJJ Brick Podcast. We'll be bringing you Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and good times. We hope to flatten your Jiu-Jitsu learning curve, help you get the most out of your grappling ability, and meet your goals both on and off the mat. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of the BJJ Brick Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about growth versus goals and how the two are kind of different modes you could be in and, and how you should, what mode you should be in and, and how you should go about proceeding and doing that. I'm here with another episode with my friend Gary. How's it going, Gary? Going really good. Good. I'm excited for another show. We're going to have some fun on this episode, guys. Uh, we've got the quote of the week. is from Sean Roberts, who was on last week's episode. We'll go ahead and play that. I tell my students this all the time. It's like when the lower belt, you know, sometimes lower belts, they get nervous when they go against higher belts. So they tend to let, you know, you get a submission on a higher belt, and you're like, oh, I don't want to submit him because I'm scared that he might destroy me later. Yeah. You know, when I tell my students, and this applies when they catch me too, you know, you can never, ever defend someone else's belt. That's their job. That's another thing I tell my students all the time. That's cool. I, I hate, you know, I'd rather them submit me than let me go because I feel it makes me kind of feel bad when they if they don't try to submit me. Yeah, I I can understand that. I mean, if I get caught by lower belt, I'm giving them a high five and we're hitting it again. You know, it's yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to get revenge either, but it's I, mean, I don't try to get revenge either. There's no point. It's yeah. just for the, in the gym, get tapped, you restart. Like. You didn't pay like sixty bucks or eighty bucks to get tapped and get a T-shirt. It's like you can restart as many times as you want. <laughs> it, yeah. gets, it gets frustrating sometimes, so I understand. Yeah, that, that's that's too bad about some of the belts that that do get mad at the lower belted guys or a smaller guy, and they really take it out on them. But those guys tend not to be as good. Yeah, uh, they they kind of play their A game so much that they never really expand. You know, basically, Sean's quote there is, uh, you know, don't be afraid if you're lower belt to try to tap the higher belts. And uh, and also, if you're the higher belt and you do get tapped by the lower belt, uh, there's no payback. It's, uh, you know, we're in the gym. We're all there to learn. Um, the lower belt attacking the higher belt is going to get the higher belt better, too. You know, he needs to, uh, uh, you know, work out of submissions. So, uh, you know, definitely if, if a higher belt gives you something, take it. And, uh, you know, to have a great class structure and a great team, uh, you have to know that if you do take that submission on that higher belt, you're not going to pay for it. And, uh, you know, everybody's ran that situation before where there was a, a guy that uh, you were afraid to tap. If you heard him gurgling, you knew you were going to get paid back. So so you let that thing go because uh, you, you didn't want to get hurt, you know, after you slap hands again. So definitely, you know, just, uh, just train and be a great training partner and uh, help everybody learn. Yeah, and that goes that goes both ways. I think what you're saying, if you're the upper belt or the bigger, stronger person, and you usually beat this person, they get you, they get you. That's fine. Move on. Uh, keep training. Yeah, it's just going to make you better. You know, you you have to look at it that way. You're in the gym. It's not life or death. It's not you know grappler's quest final. You're there in the gym, and you're when you're in the gym, you're trying to get better. And if um, if you're in a gym where you where guys do get revenge a lot, you need, I don't know. That's kind of a rough place to be to kind of grow into. I mean, we'll talk about growth, I guess, today yeah, anyway. But yeah. I mean, that would be more. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable in a gym like that. Yeah, you you want to be you somewhere know, where you could train. Yeah, I want to stay healthy, and uh, I'd probably have a have a ton of injuries there. I mean, I'd I'd probably be very good and very competitive, where I'm more <laughs> laid back. But you know, to each everybody's got their own little style and what works best. You know, for what kind of school fits in the best. Yeah. If you tap your instructor out and they never roll with you again or they get pissed, that's, I mean, those aren't two good reactions you get from a, from a jiu-jitsu instructor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they've taught you and and helped you get better, that's part of their success right there is getting you up to the level where they could get caught if they make a mistake. And I I tell you, that's probably why Sean has so many good students under him. I mean, it would be an honor to train under somebody like that. You know, somebody as talented as that, but, also with that attitude um, so you know anybody who trains with him you can't go wrong with a with an instructor like that 
Indeed, Gary, that music rolling in tells us that it's time for the uh, article of the week. We got one sent in from our friend Matt. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate you finding this great article. It's 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 kind of a fun kind of a fun read. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the article is called "How to Be a BJJ Soccer Mom." It's by uh, Nuwaza Apparel. So it kind of I think to sum it up, it I mean male or female, it doesn't really matter. But it's about supporting your team when you're not competing. That's basically like if if you're there watching the people. Okay, that's great, and you know, support them by cheering for them and clapping. But there's things you could do beyond that to help the team uh, have a good day. Yeah, and you know, like uh, you know, they're talking about that maternal instinct, and uh, you know, the soccer, soccer moms out there, you know, supporting their team, but has that maternal instinct to take care of everybody. And uh, you know, they go on to you know talk about little ways uh, they can support. You know, I, I think one of the big things, you know, is ice. Uh, some of the tournaments, you know, especially smaller ones, may not have ice or all the first aid equipment. And uh, it's never fun having to uh, track down ice or run across a street, street to quick trip to, to find your ice. So, uh, you know, that's I think that's overlooked a lot. Yeah. Also, uh, they mentioned having a schedule of when things are going to happen. Or and I know a lot of tournaments, things change when they're going to happen. Like they may bump up a bracket to this, this different mat at a different time. To kind of be on that for the competitors, you yep. know, like it, you're not, you don't have the stress um, of getting on the mat and competing yourself. So you're able to kind of see the bigger picture and kind of watch out for the the guy or the yep. girl that might be competing in five minutes and not yeah. even realize yeah. it. And you know, you're out there trying to corner one of your teammates and help one of your teammates, and you know, you're not totally warmed up. You don't know when you're going, but right then your focus is on your teammate. It's nice to have somebody to take take it away, trying to you know the the task away of you trying to figure out when you're going, you know. And, you know, I like she said or he said, whoever wrote the article, that uh, uh, don't even be afraid to harass the officials. I mean, not harass them, you know, <laughs> fight them, but don't, don't be afraid that. to uh, harass somebody at the head table or, or, you know, hey, when's this bracket starting? You know, how far away are we? And, yeah. Uh, that'll help you. Yeah. Yep. And that's, uh, uh, I think that's something everybody could have at a, at a tournament. Yeah. Also mentions bringing a camera, which I think is is nice. I mean, you see a lot of people taking uh, videos of their friends competing with their phones, and that's just not the same. Yeah. I mean, it's it's better than nothing. But yeah. if you're gonna bring a camera, I also recommend bringing uh, this thing. It's called a tripod, and it lets you set the camera down to where it's not shaky. Yeah. I don't know how many countless videos I see where it hands to the people's feet or it slides down. It's like. Oh crap! You know, it's not. They look. They're watching the match. They're excited, and they knock over the, yep. or they don't look at what they're pointing at. But put the put the tripod on, aim it at the mat, yep. hit record, and they're set. Yep. It's amazing. You know, and the, and the soccer mom there also talks about uh, snacks. You know, not Fritos. You know, uh, <laughs> healthy snacks, fruit. You know, nuts. Uh, uh, and you know, I know most people do that, but it's it's nice to know if you did forget it that somebody's there and got your back. Yeah. And, and I'm that's pic- your soccer mom. Yeah, I'm picturing, um, you know, may, not just a purse. I mean, like, you're going to need yeah. to bring a backpack, fill it with stuff that your team your team might need, and then let them know that that's available for yeah. them. Yep. And that's and that's a good way, even for somebody who has uh, very little to no experience. Even yeah. if you're just, I mean, really, if you're a parent, you could be yourself in a, in a very supportive role to the entire team, yep. and people will greatly appreciate that. Yeah. Yep, I mean, just take your, your backpack there and just fill it up with uh, Fox Raw Bars. You'll be all set. That would, yeah, that's a great way to kind of stay, keep the inter- keep your uh, protein up and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. keep full energy. Yeah. A lot of people don't anticipate being at a tournament all day yeah. long, and they end up eating hot dogs. Yep. And, nachos. Yeah, double cheeseburgers yeah. with bacon on them. It's never good to eat nachos before you go out to compete. <laughs> But they'll be there, you know. There, that's what you, if you gotta eat, you gotta eat, I guess. Yep. But bring some food and, and make it happen. Yeah. You know, and, and if you're able to support your teammates, that's great. And also, um, you know, another part of supporting your team is is help is some emotional support when when people come off the mat and they're they're disappointed, or they're mad. You know, you need to be there for them. I mean, yeah. You know, in a bracket with in a two person bracket, half of them are going to lose. Yeah. Like yeah. so, a four person bracket, three quarters of them are going to lose. So that you're going to see teammates that that don't pan out so great, yeah. and the, you'll see some of the better teammates that might lose matches. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Some people don't step up as well as they do in, at the school, and some people that will surprise you, and, yeah. and they'll do well. 
So you figure everybody at that tournament, you know, 50% of them lost their first match. Ex- oh, you know, yeah, it's, exactly. It's 50% lost their first match. I mean, it's, it's going to happen, but, you know, that emotional support. And that's what's so great about jiu-jitsu. You know, everybody talks about, you know, you're out there on the mat by yourself. But, boy, you know, the teammates are, your teammates are just great. There's so much uh, support and uh, means the world. Yeah. I usually will give somebody a few minutes to themselves after they lose, you know, like, you know, don't. You know, you know that first minute they're they're so mad if they're actually mad about it. You know, if if they're yeah. not mad, that's fine. But yeah. let them burn that little steam off, and then say, "Hey, man, you fought." You know, if they fought good, or if they if they did some good stuff, or if they gotten better, they had a really tough match, or try to pick out one or two things that was yeah. good about it. And, yeah. and what I really liked is, you know, a couple uh, episodes back, you know, when we were talking with Roy Marsh, and he was talking about, you know, his students, like, you know, let's say they lose a match. If they say one negative thing about the match, he makes them say one positive thing too. You yeah. know, and there is always something positive. I mean, no matter what, even if you did absolutely nothing positive and you got out there and you got flying armbarred right as soon as you touched hands, the positive part was you got out there to compete. And uh, so, no matter what, there's something positive. And you got to compete with a crazy guy who's pulling off crazy flying arm bars <laughs> and you're probably going to be in a lot of pictures <laughs> yeah I don't know if your, that's video, positive. your video will be online yeah i don't know if that's positive not. but uh, <laughs> but no it's uh i when roy said that i thought that was uh something really great and uh and uh that's yeah. something i'm going to adopt that's quality coaching from roy marsh there yes. um and one other thing too is i like the very last part of that uh article there is uh you know uh jiu-jitsu guys aren't much different than uh kid soccer players you know after choking people out, we all want to go get ice cream. I mean, That's what's right. better than ice cream after choking people out? Or if you get choked out, it soothes your sore throat. <laughs> I like ice cream. Win or lose, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Byron, what's your favorite kind of ice cream? Just plain chocolate ice cream. Plain chocolate. There I'm we pretty go. Boring. Byron likes plain chocolate, folks. <laughs> yeah, nobody really cares about that, Gary. <laughs> You never know, Byron. There's uh, if, if you've got a lot of fans out there in in uh, podcast land. If we run on, if we run into our fan, and I'm at a place with ice cream, oh, well, ice cream is good, I guess. Well, I will say this: if any of the readers out there, you know, want to get on Byron's good side, just buy him a chocolate ice cream cone. <laughs> yes, hand me a chocolate ice cream cone as we're on the mat, and then see as I try to eat it real quick before it melts on me. Yep. Anyway, nice, Gary. Which favorite kind? Might as well go there. I'm a chocolate chip kind of guy. Chocolate chip. Mint yeah. chocolate chip? Plain no, chocolate chip? No, plain chocolate chip. Not mint. Okay, yeah. Yep. Mint is kind of weird. Yeah. Yep. So, let's get back to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Byron. Okay, that's a good idea, my friend. You know, to make this episode, which I think will be good, we're talking about growth and goals and how they're different and, and how you could grow your Jiu-Jitsu or how you could make your Jiu-Jitsu help you attain certain goals. It's going to be a good episode. I'm confident in that. Oh, definitely. But just for our own entertainment. Entertainment? And, yeah, for our own, to have to make it more fun. Let's quote, let's throw some quotes out from a movie. What movie are you thinking of, Byron? I don't know. I thought about, you know, those movies that you probably aren't, I like Borat. I like... Uh, Why would you say this? Something I'm not familiar with. Have you seen Borat? No. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, maybe The Big Lebowski. I quote them a lot. Uh, but have you seen uh, Napoleon Dynamite? I've seen Napoleon Dynamite. It's a great movie. We can. I, I'll, I'll go with that. I, I've seen it. So maybe a couple times this episode we'll quote uh, a Napoleon Dynamite in this. Uh, try to work it. We'll in see smooth. what we can do. Yeah, we'll, I don't know. We'll try. That might that might be hard. You know, I mean, I just got done rolling this morning, and my neck hurts. I had I was in a headlock forever. I think I ripped my mole off. Who did that to you? Uh wasn't me. It was Kip. Oh, Kip. <laughs> so. Oh, well, you know he's trying to become a cage fighter. <laughs> so, we're already failing at doing this really. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So just keep that in mind. If we say something kind of off, that might be worth it. Well, we say a lot of stuff that's off, but yeah. a little more off than usual. Goals versus growth. Like, what would be a reason why somebody would be in the goals mode? You know, I'd say if... Let's say you've got a tournament coming up. You know, you've got, you know, let's say a short-term goal of uh, winning the local uh, uh, submission-only tournament, you know. And you're yeah. not necessarily looking to to learn new stuff and grow your game. You're, Let's say you're a couple weeks out. 
you're just trying to tighten everything up and and uh, get out there, do what you do best, impose your will, and uh, and go home with a submission. Yeah, a tournament is definitely a goal-oriented situation. Um, you want to compete, you want to do well. I mean, you can't always win every tournament, but you want to perform to your best ability. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, you, you'll come out with a, you know, kind of a game plan, like you said. Uh, you know, it's a short-term goal. You know, it's like, how am I going to get out there on the mat and finish these, you know? Like, as soon as you're standing up, you know, you may have a goal where you're in the middle of the mat, you're standing up. As soon as you shake hands, you don't let go of the handshake. You break the wrist and walk away. <laughs> that's, a, that's a quick and cheap way to, to win a match, Gary. I, I couldn't believe you would even think of, a, think of a thing like that. Well, I did train with Rex Kwando. They have been producing some very, very average guys. <laughs> very average guys. They're good with a bow staff. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, no, but for the for the tournament, it is a, it's it, there's a date that's going to happen, and it will get here, and then that date will be over, and your goal will either be met or not met. You know, so it's in, it's important to to really focus and try to peak your training to to hit that date. You don't want to the day before the tournament trained super hard yeah obviously but the month and the weeks leading i mean you need to be getting getting in shape and and working to to towards that goal yeah you have that goal like you said a specific time date and this is what you want to do but during that time you know you're working you know your cardio you're working you know let's say your top game you're working your takedowns and uh you know all that comes to to fruition there and hopefully uh you come home with a medal Another type of goal might be in jiu-jitsu for a certain belt to move up to the next belt. That's a different kind of goal. Um, it's it's a, different than a tournament because you're relying on another person. Yeah, yeah but it's not as... Uh, Time-oriented, maybe? Yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah can't, you can't really set, I'm going to be a, a, a go to a purple belt in six months. I mean, there's you know different criteria you're going to have to meet uh, you know from your instructor uh, you know different things that they're looking for but there could be things you could do to help help to you, get, help to you get to that point you could i mean you could one way would be to compete you know if you're blue belt want to get to purple yep start trying to do some blue belt tournaments and, yep. and try to perform well yep. and that will give you a good indication and your coach a good indication of where you're at you need to start rolling um a little harder wind with the purple belts and try to try to get up to their their level and um Try to think like a purple belt, I guess, yeah. and try to move like one. Um, not and and also show that you're not the same blue belt you once were when you were destroying all the white belts. Yeah, like just totally a pile of white belts over here at this corner, yeah, and every one of them you just tapped out <laughs> and just threw them away and grabbed the next one. Like that white belt, you know, it's one of those guys that you're like, "How you doing, man?" And he's like, "Worst day of my life." Gosh, I just rolled with this guy, and he's working to try to get his pro belt. Well, that's not what they're going to look for. Yeah, yep. That is true. So a belt could be a goal. I mean, that's a different style of goal than a tournament. Another goal might be um, weight loss. Yeah. That's a, that's a very common goal in any athlete, any sporting. It's yeah. a very common goal in any... Any athletic endeavor. Really. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that, I mean... Especially, we're in February right now, and uh, you know that was normally everybody's January first goal right there. And most people are probably quit by now, but uh, you know some are still going. And and yeah, you have a goal. Uh, you know, in thirty days, I want to lose uh, you know five or ten pounds. You know, and and uh, you're going to accomplish that. You know, by you know making sure I show up to jujitsu and, and rolling and getting good exercise in and drilling, and also uh, uh, trying to eat well. You know, drinking plenty of water. You know, a lot of other goals, you know, uh, like you said, weight loss, uh, you know, I'm trying to become a cage fighter. You have a goal for that. So you, you, when you first walk into that cage, your goal hasn't been met, whether yeah. you're a successful cage fighter yeah. or not. Because you didn't say. It that, isn't. Yeah, that, yeah. I just want to be a cage fighter. Actually, I think uh, some promotions would take you on without anything. Just yeah. To Absolutely. Up. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of the smaller ones that will... I mean, they just want yeah. people in there that will fight. Yeah, well, <laughs> so. I mean, you're talking about people that will fight? You know, I mean, geez, I mean, if you grew up in a rough area, you know, like at my school, there were a lot of gangs. One gang tried was to... There, was yeah. there a buttload of gangs? There was a buttload of gangs. <laughs> One gang actually was trying to recruit me because I'm pretty good with the bow staff. Did you avoid the gang membership? 
I did avoid the gang membership. Yeah, we yeah. recommend uh, not going that route, yeah. guys. Say no to gangs. <laughs> and if you are in a gang, uh, make sure you're good with a bow staff. <laughs> so, like uh, another goal. I mean, just an example would be. I'm not going to get tapped out with arm bars. Like I, I got tapped out with a lot of arm bars. Or I got in my last tournament. I got nailed with two arm bars in both my divisions. They're one each. Um, so I want to really work my defense for the arm bar, or any 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 move or position. And so, that, to meet that goal, you're going to need to get arm barred more. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you just want to put yourself in in bad positions. You know you, you know it's it's not like you just go out and put your arm straight out to the guy you're rolling. But, you know, you may let somebody take your back and get side control. Uh, your elbow may be, you know, instead of pinned to your side, maybe up in the air where somebody can hook it. And then you go from there. You know that arm bar's coming. And uh, so you're just going to have to uh, figure out how to get out of it. I, w- I would recommend on a goal that has to do with like that, like not no arm bars for me, or I'm not going to get stuck in side control anymore because I'm, I'm going to play some cop game because I yeah. never do. Um <clears throat> That's not a goal you're going to accomplish today. No, like it's no. not like it's going. I'm going to go in there and not get armbar. Yeah. that's going to be like a like a like three months out. Yeah, I'm going to be a, a lot better at defending armbars yeah. than I am today. And that's what it's all about. It's all about repetition. You know, when your instructor shows you a move, and you drill it for five or ten minutes, and then you and then all of a sudden you go into your your live role and at the end of class and you try it, and it doesn't work. It's just because you haven't spent enough time on it. You know, rarely are. Are you going to be able to pull a move right off the bat? You know, it's just like everything. Like, you know, I know you still don't know how to ride a bike, but I know you've been trying to. It's practice. You know, you just need to get more time out there riding that bike, and pretty soon we'll be able to take those training wheels off. Do you think that someday I'll get there? So you'll get there someday. You'll get there someday. I just feel odd as an, on a trike, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's so slow to get to get to work on a tricycle. Well, not if you go downhill. But, I, yeah, but how do I get back home? Walk. <laughs> I don't know how you got the tr- how you got that on there, but that has nothing to do with Napoleon. I thought you were going somewhere with that. No, but I just uh, yep. I'll learn someday, and that's yeah. just like I was saying. It's repetition, repetition, but don't expect results overnight. And, and I mean, to get to avoid arm bars, you need to, you need to work with guys who could arm bar you and, and get advice from them, and yeah, get, and get that out of them. Yeah, I mean, definitely don't go for the guy who's known to do nothing but guillotines. I mean, find. You know, unless that guy's trying to get better at arm bars too. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, and uh, and uh, it, I I don't know. I, I really like doing that. I, I always love when I'm trying to work on a part of my game, and you know, I'll spend three to six months, uh, and boy, you can really tell the difference at the end. And and the best part is though, when one of your training partners or a teammate or somebody at a tournament just says, "Boy, you know, your arm bar defense is great." You know, I never miss those. I had three deep ones on you, and you got out each time. And then you fell right back into it, and then you get out again. But no, that's that's the best compliment when somebody tells you that. So for setting goals, um, I think one of the bigger things that needs to be tangible it yeah. needs to be like like that like the armbar one's a good example. I don't want to get armbar anymore. Well, that's okay. You're still no matter what. I mean, the best way to not get an armbar there is to quit jujitsu. Yeah. I mean, you'll yeah. never get armbar again unless who knows what happens. You get but, straight fights. Yeah, but it needs to be tangible. I need. I want to avoid armbars. You know, I want to get armbar a lot less. I mean, that's not really that tangible. I want to, no more armbars from blue belts. Yeah. That's tangible. Um, no more armbars from from this particular person who always kills me with them, and then work work on that itself. Same thing with weight loss. You know, you know, it's great to lose weight, and and if you stick at jiu-jitsu long enough, and in in your diet, you'll lose weight. But if you want to set that as a specific goal, you need to have a, a time frame and a, a tangible and a, and a tangible goal, a goal that's achievable. You know, like, uh, you know, my goal, you know, for, I'm not going to win Abu Dhabi's. You know, that's that's not a realistic Same goal. so, Gary. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just not, you got to have a realistic goal. Yeah. You know, it's just got to be, you know, it's like, I can't train for three months and expect to uh, play for the Green Bay Packers. It's not going to happen. At least it didn't happen when you tried it. Yeah. Another thing about the goals, um, they need a, a time frame to be to be yeah. that. I mean that yeah. to me it's always like that date is, is hanging over your head it's like okay you know if you're going to do a tournament or you're going to do so, something's due at school or yeah. work or something like that that once that date is on the calendar that makes it real you see it like yeah. you know you know that tournament that guy's 
probably training today. Yeah. And he might be training harder than you. And on the 17th of the month, you're going to see that guy across yeah. the mat. So it needs to have a time frame. Yeah. Um, so I think that does help people. Otherwise, you kind of just muck around. and like, Yeah. As you write it down, like you said, you put that time frame, it becomes real. You know, you've actually taken that step to, you know, write that date down. And it's like, you know, you signed up for the tournament. And it's like, okay, now I've got to, I've got this date and I've got to produce these results by that time. Yeah. Yeah. Goals are results focused. Yeah. Um, I think most, most of the goals we're talking about late, you know, have been more of the short term goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, you do have long term goals like, you know, to be a Pan Am champion or something, but that is ba- made up of a whole bunch of smaller goals. You know, you may have that Pan Am champion for, you know, three years down the road you know, at, at brown belt or whatever, but, you know, as a white belt, a blue belt, you know, you've got those goals leading up to that. Yeah, or yeah. if you just became a brown belt and that's your goal, it's going to take a little while to get yeah. to that point. You might yep. miss, you might, guys will do tournaments yeah. just to kind of see how they're doing. With with not, The goal of this tournament is not to win it, it's to go out there and, and test my game against yeah. guys I don't know. And then... Um, they'll go back to the drawing board and alter their game and then go to another yep. tournament with the goal of finding good guys to roll with that, that are that are tournament focused. Yep. And then and then the third tournament they're going to the one that they actually want to win yep. and that's their goal. And they've had some little steps. Yeah, they've, they've had the two practice runs, they've done a little bit of modification in between and, and saw stuff they had to work on and uh, and now we're at the uh, the the results oriented goal there, results focused. So I'm guilty as, as probably as much as anybody is not having great goals for jiu-jitsu. I mean, it, I think for both of us, it's just a fun thing to do. Yeah. And when we're in there, we both train hard. We both roll uh, as much as we possibly can. And, and we're trying to absorb new information at times. And But we, I know, I speak for myself, I guess. I don't set a lot of goals. I haven't lately for myself in jiu-jitsu. It's like... I just I just go and I like to roll. I like to have fun. I like to to hang out and I like to learn some new moves. You know, I'm the same way. I, I'm with you. Um, you know, we we both work. You know, we have families. Uh, you know, makes it a little bit harder. But you know, as we're talking about this, I'm starting to think too. It's like if I set more goals, would I be farther along? You know, and where I'm at. You know, so I don't know. I, I think I could be, but you know. I don't know. It's, I got to think if you ask yourself a different question, if you set more goals, would you be not as far? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, so is it going to Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like how you said that question. That is true. If you set more I think the only negative thing with some goals is if you uh don't meet a few of them in a row, yeah. it kind of takes some steam out of you. You know, if your goal is to is to place in a tournament. Yeah. And you go and you don't place. And you go again in another tournament and you don't place and the third time you don't place. Maybe you're considering not doing jiu-jitsu anymore because you've had that goal. So I think when you don't make your goal, you could it could hurt you a little bit. And yeah, but then it comes to you know your makeup. You know, uh, some people will quit, and you've seen it. We've all seen it. But then there's there's other people that you know they just have that as Roy Marsh was saying, and you know courage. You know, they have courage. They'll just keep getting back up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's almost something you can't teach. That's something that's built into you. You know, if you have that, you're, you're just going to keep going. Sooner or later, you're going to meet those goals. And and uh, nobody who's ever been successful in life, in jiu-jitsu, in any sports, anything, hasn't has had a lot of times where they haven't met goals. And uh, you just set another one and just keep going. It does get a little discouraging, but the person who just keeps digging down deeper just you know putting their claws into the into the dirt and just keep digging and digging and digging they're going to get there you know that's a uh you know recipe for success so after you reach your goal or you after the day comes for your goal and either you make it or you don't you're at a, that next day or that second afterwards it's an opportunity to switch um, from your growth mode to the, or from your goal mode to the growth mode, or go right back in and, and yeah, try to, to hit that goal, goal again. Yep. And 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 I think a lot of guys who want to compete are just stuck in that, in that goal, goal mode. Yep. They just when they go to when they go to practice, they're they're looking to sharpen 
you know, get a few of their bricks, like real, real solid submissions that they could use at their tournament. And they're not looking at anything else. They're not looking to, to learn new techniques. They're, they're, and they're just tightening up their game. And if you're in that mode for too long, you, I mean, you, you can, can have a lot of success, but you, you could, you could stymie yourself a little bit. Exactly. Like you're, you're, you're not going to develop as much as a jujitsu person in the long run. Find ways to make your best move even better. It will become a brick that you can smash with. A BJJ brick is a technique, submission, or strategy that can be made with hard work and purposeful learning. Don't overlook building your brick wall. If you build a strong wall, it will always be there for you. Your bricks you use to attack may change over time as you change. But if built correctly, your wall will defend you and grow with you. We'll move right along to growth. <laughs> there we go. I think that's the mode we're both in, Gary. We, I Definitely. mean, not by any thought out mode thing or anything, but we're just, we like to learn about jujitsu and, and, and get better, but we don't have a particular goal with a date that's tangible in front of us that that we're looking at right now yeah you know i'm always looking you know to get better but i I don't ever set a time or a date you know i don't get a specific um uh, and i think that has to do with you know time factor but you know the the growth is you know I, i don't know i just seem like I'm probably, you were just talking about people stuck on the goal section too much. I might be stuck on the growth section too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think you might be right for both of us. Um, sometimes having that goal in front of you is a good uh, kick in the pants to get you to move yeah. the right way. And and, uh, and to get you, I mean, you know, maybe you'll start, maybe if I have that goal, I'm going to go to the gym and start lifting weights and, yeah. and, and you can get a little bit better cardio shape and and that will benefit my jujitsu. Oh yeah, but you'll, you'll eat better. But, you know, it's, yeah. Uh, yep. But without that goal in the growth mode, I'm just going to jujitsu. I'm having yeah. fun. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking to, to get better at jujitsu. An example of growth might be I want to have a better guard. Yeah. Like maybe you wrestled a long time, or maybe you just haven't. Maybe you have a terrible guard, yeah. and maybe you've made it to blue belt, and you're still a terrible guard. Okay, Gary, I have a terrible guard. How do I get a better guard? You just got to practice <laughs> repetition. You just so, gotta you got to put yourself in that position. And, I, I run into guys who tell me that they want to get a better guard, and then they they, they pull play, you. They yeah. play top game the yeah. entire time, yeah. and they're it's like I'm trying to get a sweep here so this guy can work on his own thing. Yeah, you know, it's like incredible. Yeah, if you want to if you want to get better at something, you've got to do that specific task. You, so, um, if you're really looking, I guess there's a difference between what. But, I mean, like, I guess maybe it would be a third mode of just showing up and, and training. Yeah. Because in growth mode, like, I want to get a better guard. So when I go to the class, I know you're, I'm going to show up, I'm going to pull guard, I'm going to try to control uh, his collar and his sleeve, and I'm going to work from there. Or I'm going to get to this particular guard, and I'm going to work from that. That's that's growth mode. I'm, I'm doing things that are new to me or things I want to get better at. Opposed to when you just show up and you just you just show up, you just roll, you just drill, you don't have uh, rhyme or reason. Uh, But there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, it's it's what you like to do, where you're at, and your time. And and anybody who just shows up, you're still going to get better. You know, I always tell people, what what can I do to get better? The most important thing is show up. You know, yeah. And a lot of times that's the uh, the thing people are forgetting. So you could grow in any area of your jiu-jitsu. I mean, somebody's better to grow at things you're good at. Yeah. I mean, if you've already got a good guard and you can get an even better guard. Yeah. Awesome. See, that's I've been working that lately. You know, stuff that I'm good at, trying to get a little bit better at. Yeah. Which, you know, I go in phases on my growth, you know. It's like, okay, I'm not that great on top game, you know, then I'll work on top game. But now I'm at the point, it's like, let's work on my strengths, you know. and So I go back and forth between working on my strengths and weaknesses. But it's kind of fun to work on your strengths and just see, uh, just see little things you've missed, and you know, pick other people's brains and and figure out you know different ways or different you know attack modes, way to get into the to position. So if let's say we have two grapplers who are basically the same, um, 
competitive level of grappling when they roll. It's a very close match. Um, one of them has been in goal mode and has a tournament coming up. And one of them is in the growth mode and he's kind of experimenting with some uh, new butterfly guard or something like that. That he's working on some new sweeps. Who's going to typically win when they roll? The goal-oriented guy. And he, that's the one thing you got to realize when you're going into growth mode. You are going to get tapped more. Yeah. You know, I mean, be prepared for that. You know, uh, getting tapped out for some people might not be fun. But you think about every time you get better at something, it's because you failed. You know, you have to fail to get, you know, well, I don't know if you have to fail. But, you know, it. I every time I get tapped out, I'm getting better. You know, you always think of the, I always kind of sometimes wish I was the lowest man in the room every time. Yeah. Because that's the, in my opinion, that's the best position to be. That's the person who's going to learn the most that day. Yeah. I just love it that, you know, if I could just have a bunch of, you know, black belts just beat me up all the time, you know, I would, I would learn a lot. So in the growth mode, I like to call it failing forward. I didn't, I didn't come up with that, but like, um, that when you, when you fail, you, you gain something from that. And that's going to be a big factor in your growth mode because as I'm working the, you know, my new guard pass, it's not going to work like my old guard pass worked. It's not, I'm going to get swept and I'm going to not pass this guard a whole lot of times before this thing starts to work for me. So every time that, you know, you almost pass and then they, they get out of the sweep you, you need to take something from that and, and move on and figure out what they did to to stop your thing from working yeah and you know that you do that all the time it, it's funny as you go home like every time i'm leaving from rolling or, or practice or just drilling i'm always thinking in my head what i did you know and then as i go to sleep at night you know i'm not thinking about work the next morning i'm thinking about you know could i have done this different you know and and so your growth doesn't necessarily just happen on the mat you know it's happening at home when you're thinking about it it's happening if if you're working on your garden, you start Googling YouTube videos or, or you go online and buy, you know, Dean Lister's catch system or something of that sort. It'll, uh, you, you know, you're you're taking a proactive approach and finding ways to, you know, make it grow outside of the mat, you know, to learn a little bit more. In the growth mode, there's going to be more um, experimentation and creativity. Whether you get that, if you get some guidance from your instructor is nice, but you pick an area to work on. And then, and then mess around with it. You know, you're going to, it's not going to be the easiest roles you've ever had because people are going to take advantage of the fact that you're learning something new, but that's, that's part of Jiu Jitsu is yeah. when you, when you go outside of your comfort zone, it's going to benefit in the long run, but it's going to be a little bit painful at the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about some people are going to, you know, benefit, you know, as they pass your guard or whatever, depending on what you're working on. I always like to find somebody who's good at, you know, let's say I want to work on the guard. Who in your, your gym is good at the guard? You know, talk to them. Be like, get tips from them. Like, boy, you know, I, I can never uh, never pass. You know, you're always coming up, grabbing an underhook, controlling my wrist. You know, how are you doing that? We'll, you know, and talk to them about it. What's the, the philosophy behind it? And uh, and learn a lot that way, too. So in the, in the growth mode, either you're improving some techniques or you're learning... Um, Learning brand new stuff brand that, new that stuff. is foreign to you entirely. Um, let's say I want to learn this new choke and nobody really knows it. I mean, first off, I had a question the fact if it's going to be good for me because is it silly or is it something that I saw online that it may not matter. Let's say you're trying to learn arm and guillotine and nobody at your gym really does the arm and guillotine. Okay, that's fine. Um, I recommend that you really kind of go like a like a deep study into the to that particular move, the arm and guillotine. And I'm going to watch, um, okay, the first YouTube video pops up. That was pretty good. Now I'm going to watch more and more and more on the same thing. And that way I could kind of get a, get a good get a idea feel. of what's yeah. going on. And you'll be able to, to, get, to figure out which ones are, are, not, are selling you some, some crap and which yeah. ones are good techniques. And then just by seeing those over and over again and having different guys explain to you, how to do the arm and guillotine. You'll catch some similarities and you may catch a few tips that this guy said that the other guys haven't said yet. But if you, they all say, you know, kind of turn towards his head, you know, to kind of get the, the, the arm and guillotine to finish up, maybe that's important information that really yeah. gets into your head versus the, the one guy at the gym who does it and who just tells you, hey, I got to turn towards his head. Yeah. 
that might not sync for you as well. So, you know, really focus on that one thing and then and then put yourself in the situation to get it. Yeah. Like you said, just really focus on it. Learn as much as you can, you know. Uh, even if there's articles somebody read about it where it's not showing any technique, they're just talking about it. Do that. Read that. Uh, anything possible. Because, like, as Byron said there, sometimes somebody might have just said it a different way that, you know, finally get it. Uh, you know, guillotines. Byron's talking about the arm and guillotine. And, and uh, I tell you, I, I used to have trouble with the guillotines. And, uh, and it's funny, the way I finally got better at guillotines is Byron was training with a guy, uh, Jason Bercher, who's really good at guillotines. And he came to town and, and I couldn't even make it. Uh, I don't know if I was out of town or what happened, but I never. I always make sure I don't miss when Bercher's around, but for some reason I did. But Byron came in the next week and was showing me what Jason taught him. But just the way Byron said it, I, it's, it's really nothing different than other people, but Byron was actually kind of talking about it instead of just showing it. You know, he he talked to me, you know, how I need my body angled and... and seems like everybody else just showed it to me and it never worked. But once I started thinking about it, you always said, I remembered, I still use this line. You're like, think of the carotid artery as like a, 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 a hose and try to crimp the hose. You know, so now every time I'm in there, I'm always thinking, you know, how can I crimp that carotid artery? You know, so it makes me think about pressure versus position. You know, how, what's my best way to crimp that off? And hmm. uh, it's funny, that, that worked for me, but I had tried and tried and tried before. And it's not like you really showed me. You just talked to me about it and kind of, you know, explained little things. And, and that made a whole big difference in my game. Yeah. So thank you, Byron. Worst mistake of my life right there, <laughs> Gary. Um, it's important when you grow, you don't just grow randomly. I mean, try to fit it into somewhere yeah. how it works to your game. Yeah. And, Good point you said right there. Your game. You know, some people may try to make a game for you. You know, when you're new, you know, your instructor can probably help you out. But if you've been on this journey for a while, you kind of know where your game's at. You know, what is going to better your game? Uh, you know, is it going to be a, a tornado guard? Or is it going to be, you know, working on hip bump sweeps? Or, you know, it's like figure out, like you said, not random. Something, there's a direction, you know. You're taking the straightest, you know, the closest path uh, to get to that point. You know, that's going to help your game. And and I, I don't know, I'm a big proponent of, I've been training long enough. I know, I, I think I know better than most people where my game needs to be. You know, what I need to work on. And, uh, you know, I always keep open mind, you know, if somebody gives me tips. But I'm when I'm looking at my growth, I kind of already plan that for myself. Knowing where I need to go. Sometimes it's hard to take, I mean... Take a, take a good tip if it's not related to your game at all. It's like somebody will come in and do a seminar and none of it matches up with what you... Like if I'm really working on my Kimuras and all they show is footlocks, I might not get much out of that seminar. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. kind of bad luck. It's still fun to go to and you still learn and you might learn some defense. But it's like if you came in and taught Kimuras, you would have oh, yeah. been through the roof on that one. But you got to find uh, the right area to grow. I remember when I was... I don't know what, maybe white belt or blue belt, but I, I was working on my open guard, and I didn't like to open my guard because it would get passed immediately. So, you know, you have to work with your open guard and your escapes from sight control at the same time, and so no matter what I was working on, I had some growth in both those areas. I couldn't just open it up and then get past, and then, oh, damn, yeah. you know, he's in yep. sight control. Well, that's perfect. I'm working that right now. So that, I mean, try to, if you want to work you know, something from Mount, and you have no way to even get on top. Okay, that's gonna you're be, not yeah. going to work on that today. Yeah, you're, that's not, not like, where you're at. Yeah, you're not going to go in there, you know, with a with a shot of tranquilizer and, and you know, hit somebody with a tranquilizer shot just to get Mount. You know, you've got to figure out how to get to that. Yeah, you need to figure out, uh, maybe you need to work on your takedown so you get the top. Maybe you need to work on your sweeps. And after you establish that is, as a reliable uh, system for you to get on top, then you're going to need to pass. And then you're going to need to stay on top. And, you know, and, but that would maybe a long-term growth thing, but there'll be little pieces before yeah, you get to that. Yeah, little pieces, yeah. And sure, you'll get a guy occasionally that's just easy to, I mean, but you're not training to beat easy people. You yeah. want to beat people who are better than you or right at your level. That's that's 
that's where you're looking at. That's yeah. the sweet spot. You, I mean, sure, if you've been training for a few years and some new guy comes in, you can yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you make a good point about that, but as we're talking about growth, you know, you, you're training to to beat the guy your same level or better. But, you know, w- the one thing I find out is when I start working on something, I like to start with the lower-level guys, you know, because it's, yeah. it's going to work. I'm going to start figuring out how to get in there. And I, I do my early work there, and I start slowly progressing. But it's really neat when all of a sudden you hit it, you know, against a training partner that equal equal to you or better. And then it's just uh, it's a bunch of satisfaction when you know that you can pull it off on somebody who's very skilled. But you have to, like, if I start right off the bat and I'm trying to work a tornado guard against you, it's probably not going to work. I need to, you know, find somebody below my level, you know, a couple notches below my level, you know, that I can dominate a little bit to get into those positions and... Uh, you know, start working on that. That's my hardest problem, finding somebody below my level. <laughs> so, and then let's talk a little bit about when you want to change modes. I mean, the goal is pretty easy. Like, you get that great opportunity right after that, the time is up on your goal, whether you want to go back into goal mode or switch. But how, I mean, maybe you're in growth mode and then suddenly a tournament's posted online that you want to go to or, or something like that. Maybe you want to cut some weight and, yeah. and lose some, actually lose some weight. You know, Gary, I noticed you were drinking half percent milk today. Is that because you think you're fat? Because you're not. You could be drinking whole percent. Whole percent. <laughs> whole milk? Whole milk. Yeah, yeah. Actually, though, uh, uh, I don't know why. That was Napoleon. Man. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> didn't I didn't know that fish. one. I'm sorry. <sighs> You're like, I'm not even drinking milk over here. <laughs> I didn't know where that came from. Good one. Good one, Byron. Remember he went up to that to the girl he liked and he said she wasn't fat because she she could be drinking fattier milk. Anyway. I've been choked out too many times, I forgot. Well, it's a, been a while since that movie came out. Um Yeah, after, I mean if after a while in growth mode, maybe you just need to switch into to setting a couple hard goals for yourself. And, and work towards that and, and then switch back, you know, but you know, maybe you want to start tapping out uh, purple belts, you know, if you're a blue belt. And after a while in growth mode, you've, you've worked on a few techniques, switch over to that, yeah, to yeah. that goal and, 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 and bring back the other parts of your game that you are already good at and, and try to get your game together to where you could reach that goal. And, you know, I, I really think in, and to all the listeners out there, you know, I didn't realize we were going to be talking about this today till I got here. But uh, as always, <laughs> yeah. But I, I really think that uh, uh, I think I'm going to start trying to set more goals for myself. I, you know, more tangible, you know, time oriented uh, goals, results focused, and uh, and I, I I didn't realize that I didn't do that enough. And after just talking about it, I, I think. I, I need to uh, need to set goals, and I really don't. I, I'm more like as you said in that growth stage, and you know I think every now and then I just need to set a set a tangible goal and uh, work towards it. Any idea what it might be? You know, that's a hard thing, and, and it's a key too because yeah, we can we can go talk about that for a while too. But yeah. because if you set the wrong goals, it does you no good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, set the wrong <laughs> I, yeah set the wrong goals. You know, I, I just think I got to. Uh, you know, I mean, I know you were just getting on me about my uh, whole percent milk. But, yeah, I could lose a little bit of weight, you know. Maybe oh, that's okay. what I'll do. You know, it's like, I, I don't know. No, not just because you said that, but I, I really do think, uh, you know, I am heavier than I normally am right now. And maybe I do need to set a goal. I think you're using that to your advantage, though. Yeah, yeah, but still, I don't know. I, I noticed You that, always work out, man. Yeah, I do, but and, and people I don't. want autographed pictures of you still. So but they would that. want more. There would be more demand for that. And the Speedo. Yeah. And the Speedo one does not sell. Yeah. Nobody's buying that one right now. So maybe you would sell some more Speedo autograph pictures. See, there's my problem. <laughs> there's my problem. Yeah. Oh, man. Nice. Well, I don't think... Uh, I notice people won't roll with me in the Speedo. That's my problem. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Dennis Hallman style. Well, this episode kind of spiraled out of control at certain times. I hope you stuck with us. I guess you did. If you're this far into it. <laughs> As but, always, we, we appreciate, you know, we've got a lot of listeners out there from all over. And, you know, we've got new listeners like Uncle Rico. He's ruining my life. <laughs> he's, 
not the typical episode for us. Uh, if this is your first episode, you've managed to make it to this far, check out a few other ones. You know, we, we're not always quite so silly, but we, I mean, it needs to be fun for us too. Yeah. We, and, uh, you know, we like to change it up a little bit every now and then, but, uh, you know, the most important thing is we're Brazilian Jiu Jitsu diehards. Uh, we love the sport. We want to share the sport with other people. We want to train with everybody we can. Uh, we just want to grow the sport. And, uh, that's, uh, you know, basically what this is about. Yep. So overall for this episode, you're, you may be in goal mode or you might be in growth mode or you may be just showing up to class, yep. but you might, you might think about, just think about where you're at and, and, and what you want to do. I mean, I, I've been in, I had a long, a couple of years. I know you did it for a while too, is it, we had growth mode in, in defense yep. and that, and it's, and it's, it's hard at first. I mean, defense from side control. I would put myself in second at the beginning of every match. That's a hard way to start. Yeah. Yep. Until, until six months goes by and it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah. I did that for a year straight, probably. Started yeah, every match. It was great for a little time. while. Yeah. <laughs> for a little while it was nice, and after a while it, it kind of felt like I got. I had a bad side control because yeah. I couldn't keep it. So, But figure out what you want to do and, uh, and, and look at it if you want to make some changes or, or keep, keep right ahead where you're at. Thanks, guys, for the five star reviews on iTunes. That means a lot to us we read those and good encouragement and it helps get the word out about the podcast um, appreciate that. we appreciate that a lot my friends if you enjoy the podcast definitely tell your friends about it you know the more listeners we can get you know the uh, uh, better it's all going to be for everybody yeah, we appreciate every like and share we get uh, on the podcast or anything uh, the website's bjjbrick.com we'll have every episode there with the notes and the links to whatever you know, the article of the week or anything we talk about that needs a link to be there. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter page. Having some fun on there. If you want to send us an article or email us about anything, the email is bjjbrick at gmail.com. Look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you find the time today to roll. After all, the best way to get better at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu.